All right, welcome to another episode of the Traveling Hoopers podcast. I am your host, and in front of me is my good friend, Calvin McGowan. Go ahead and tell the people about yourself, Calvin. What's up, everybody? Uh, I'm back, per usual. I've watched some games. Most of them weren't that interesting, if I'm honest with you. Yeah. Uh, Calvin, I feel like the people should know you by now. <laughs> I, I hope so. <clears throat> But uh, today, today's episode is going to be a little bit different. Uh, different, uh, As you guys know, I am a scout and a high school basketball writer. So, as we're going to talk about, high school basketball. And our biggest topic for today is Sunrise Christian finally taking out Montvert, which is their, I think the boys that are there now, this is their first loss in two years? Yeah, something like that. Like, it's, like, it, it's, it's been like since 2019, and it's not like uh, this is like a 20 game stretch because of like COVID. No, this is this is like almost 50 games that they've won in a row, right? Something like that, yeah. Because I know they're saying they were undefeated last season. Yeah, and I, I think their last loss was like in November of 2019. That's absolutely wild. Yeah, yeah, especially for like a high school team who's playing the best of the best of the best, and um. It just so happens that the best of the best of the best play the best point guard in the nation in Kennedy Chandler. And um, they have no answers for him, especially down in the, in the fourth quarter. Like, I, I kid you not, from midway fourth quarter, actually, I'm on, I think it's midway through the third quarter to overtime. That's when Kennedy Chandler decided, like, he wasn't going to lose this game. And... Like, for a dude who's already a really good point guard, it was almost obvious that he was like, no, no, I'm, I'm going to beat these dudes now. Yeah, and, but it's like, so one of the, I think I was tell, saying to you before, like, we got started, like, I felt like, from, like, a scoring standpoint, I think it was the first game that I feel like I've looked at with him that looked kind of like it was a bad game and that, like, he missed a lot of shots. He missed a couple of layups. I think most of those ended up being put back um by Kendall Brown I think yeah but um like Mount Verd had you know that suffocating defense um on them most of the game and it was like some of the you know some of the stuff I've seen like he probably needs to improve on like I don't know a bit better about ball handling um that that stuff came up. It also like it's harder to it's hard to get assists when like the the player movement you're used to isn't there when you can't get those fast breaks like when your team's not getting those fast breaks like you usually do. Um, like they still found ways to be effective, and like he did ultimately kind of put the team on his back, found and and found dudes open and was able to like create some things. But that defense gave him a lot of problems. It gave his team a lot of problems for most of the game. But, you know, what matters from, like, if you're, if you're like, coaching or whatever, ultimately it's like, yeah, yeah, they gave us fit for three quarters, but, like, we won. Exactly. <clears throat> but, uh, no, but one of the things I love so much about Kenny Lee Chandler's game is uh, you can obviously tell that Sunrise Christian has an offense and that Kenny Lee Chandler has an offense. And Kennedy Chandler is so nice with the offense that he wants to run 
that it works perfectly with Sunrise Christian. Like, um, during the last event that they had, I guess, was it the Montvert Academy Invitational that they yeah. had down there? Mm-hmm. Uh, there were so many plays where he was just able to find uh, trailers. It's usually Zach Clements who's going to Kansas. And he just, he finds them on, like, cuts that are almost obvious plays, but the way he sets it up to make sure that person gets it, like, he'll slow down fast breaks. Like, where it's literally, like, him and one other dude, and he'll slow it down so whatever teammate is running behind him can just dunk on the other dude. Like, and he hits that pass so often. It's it's weird the way he was dragging Montvert's defensive round in that fourth quarter, making shots, getting to the lane anytime he wanted. I just that kid's special. I don't <laughs> I don't think there's a better point guard in the nation. Like there, there probably isn't, honestly. Because like what he does, he does really well. He's good at finding the open man. He he can make some very impressive passes. He made some impressive passes. He made some of which didn't lead directly lead to assists. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was one he passed it to. Who was it? Grady Dick, I think. Yeah, and then Dick got the and, assist. Yeah. yeah. Like that one baseline. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, not- yeah. And like, it's like he's his court vision and his passing, like by itself, starts opening things up. And a lot of times, he just kind of. In general, he kind of just, he tries to find his stuff in the flow of the offense. So, like, last night, last night, but last, but in in that game, for example, he, like, I think he, he had kind of pressed the issue a little more. They, they, it seemed like they ran a more pick and roll, um, him driving into the lane and such. But, like, in gen, like, in general, when you aren't playing the best team in the country, playing suffocating defense for what? 30, 35 out of 40 minutes, like, and, like, your teammates are moving, he, if, if a teammate's open, he'll probably find them. Yeah. And, like, that, having that, I think, is special, but also, like, just, as I mentioned, the way he plays, it's very, it's very big on kind, like, it can be kind of detail-oriented, like, small things. Super small things, and they always work out. Like, <laughs> always work out for the kid, bro. And I almost love it more when he's um, when he's in, like, a scoring mentality. Because he'll, he'll spend, like, the first half just setting everybody up without pressing the issue, like he did in this game. Because you know he only had two points. And like you were saying, the defense was killing him. He, was, he only shot one for five from the field. But, like, I also don't think he had any turnovers. Like, he had one turnover. That wouldn't surprise me. The entire game. He had one turnover the entire game. Like, to six assists against a team that I believe has two dudes that could get uh, G League contracts if they were coming out of 2021 class this year, and they're still juniors. Between uh, Derek Whitehead, who didn't have that good of a game, and Jalen Duran, who they kind of kept under wraps to. Um, mm-hmm. but, like, I'm, I don't know, I'm still not, like, if we're talking about, like, Montvert's players for a second, I'm still not 
I still don't quite see it with what's it, Caleb Houston? Like, yes. like, like, it's not even like I can't, I can't just sit here and be like, oh, he doesn't necessarily deserve whatever ranking he got. It's just like, I don't know. It's just like I watch, like, when at least in fairness, I haven't just like honed in on him like that. But it's like watching him, like, I don't see anything that's just like, yeah, that's that's kind of amazing. Like, this makes perfect sense. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what I can tell you about Caleb Houston is. It's one of those dudes where you gotta, you gotta, it takes a couple games for you to get it. Cause I was watching during the St. James Invitational, when I was watching him, like the first two games, I was like, oh, you're just, you're 6'9 and you can shoot. Okay, I, I get it. But he's 6'9, he can shoot. When he decides to take you off the dribble, like he's going to get in the paint cause he's, he's, he's big. He's like big and mobile. So like he, Occasionally, he has the burst to beat you off the dribble. And then, because he is, like, physically bigger than you, he can just bump your shoulder and you get out the way. And when he gets to the paint, he's still got really good touch, so he can hit you with a floater. But the most likely thing is he's going to look for an assist, and he's a really decent passer. Uh, he doesn't dribble often, but the handle's not bad. Um because he is like six eight six nine, he is super versatile on defense. Like uh, there's many times during like Montbert games where he's guarding uh, two through four, occasionally the five, but it's not very long. I think he uh, he might have got guarded Felix Akpar during the uh, St. James Invitational. I don't really remember, but um, there's it's a complete package with him. Like, um, I saw people, like, ESPN's player projection was, like, um, Paul George. I don't see it. There's much more defense. There's much more athleticism and probably defense that you want from someone you're comparing to Paul George. But at 6'8", 6'9", will not be a liability on either side of the court. Uh, Consistently shoots the ball and has the versatility for a six eight wing forward, like nah, buddy's gonna he's gonna be a bit of a problem, especially when that uh, floor is more spaced out in college. Like yeah, we we gonna see something. If anything, the things that's gonna come back and bite him is that uh, it's just he's not super athletic. Like he has decent feet speed, but uh, if we're talking about like elite wings at the college level. I think I think most of them probably are going to take him, take him around the block at least that that first year. But I could I could really see him messing around and being like a uh, a first round pick after his freshman year. Okay. Yeah. Well, I also kind of like uh, Kendall Brown after like having gotten to see him yeah. sunrise. Did you watch the Kendall Brown uh, the Kendall Brown game where Ch- Kennedy Pet? Uh, Chandler didn't play against uh, Calvary. Mm-mm. All right. So there is a lot of like good takeaways from that game. Like uh, the players who were supposed to play big without Kennedy Chandler did it. Uh, Willie Lightfoot, who I'll probably get into later. Willie Lightfoot was amazing as far as I'm concerned. Like that is the most of that is most like a point guard that I feel like I've seen him play in about like the eight games that I've watched of him. Um, 
Like, he's normally a really good shooter at this time. He just kind of stepped into the pure point guard role. Um, <clears throat> had eight assists, uh, really controlled the pace and whatnot during uh, pick and roll. Like, he did a really good job of uh, getting people stuck on his back during all of, like, the scramble. He's he's really good. And he's also, over the last 11 games, he's shooting 59% from three on three attempts a game. And it's not like it's catch-and-shoot threes. Most of his threes are, like, off the dribble. Like, he'll hit you with a move, step back three. Like, it's... And when you look at, like, his volume, like, it's kind of sporadic. Like, he'll, he had one game where it's, like, four of six, and then a couple games where he only shot, like, one or two threes. But, um, no, I, I really like him. I wish he had, like, a... <clears throat> A bigger role. I can't wait to see what it is next year. And then um, Kendall Brown. Kendall Brown, I really like, especially in that game. He was aggressive. Um, I still don't think he's much of a self-creator at this point. Like, I don't think the handle is there. But he's so athletic that he doesn't have to dribble at this point. Like, he just has to cut. And, like, take one dribble and get to the lane. Because what, what are you going to do? I'm 6'8", and I'm probably one of the better athletes in all of high school sports. It's not going to be much that – it's not much that you can do. And uh, in this game, he just – he was, like, a really excellent cutter. Anytime somebody got in the lane, he was trailing right behind them, and he dunked it every single time. Like, like he's, just, he's just, like, a really good athlete at this point like there's yeah, other stuff yeah. that helps especially in like the defensive end but that athleticism is just is nuts like i think the thing with it at least kind of thinking about some of the games i've seen is like he's it's like while most of his games kind of is about like his athleticism or take over like he's, he's it's not like he's dumb with it like it's yeah. not like he's just running around trying to do something like he's kind of figured out okay this is how i can maximize you know my, the fact that like i can like jump out of the gym and I'm kind of strong. Um, like in the Mount Verde game, there was a dunk he had that was just, it was wild, right? Um, that, and also, you know, I just mentioned a couple of like, you know, tip, tip in, um, just like he's good at taking advantage of his athleticism. And it's like, so that was like, okay, the idea that. You know, five star cat like makes some sense, and like because like if because like if you have the athleticism and you're already kind of smart about how you play the game, the rest of it should start to come. Exactly. And when it does, he's gonna be a problem. He really is. I there's something about guys who go to Baylor that I am I always kind of like keep an eye on them because. Mainly because, like, from – I'm a big – I'm in the Big 12. Big 12? Is it? Is it Big 12? Yeah, I'm big 12. Conference? Big 12. Yeah. 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 I'm Big 12 country, like, my entire life. So, like, certain schools down here, like, I always kind of – I'm interested in the recruiting. And, um, dude, what, what Baylor has coming in between him and Langston and Love, issues. I issues. Especially that Lang Langston Love. That boy going to be a problem in college. 
bro, he's such a surgical, surgical. Like he just, he just knows how to, he knows how to get it, and he's stronger than you. So if you, if you want to step up, cool. You're just gonna get one of these giant ham hock sized shoulders in your chest. I love it. Another dude who did really good in that Sunrise game was uh, Grady Dick. Mm-hmm. Grady Dick probably had like twenty something in that game without a. Let me pull up the stats to make sure, but I, I believe he had like 20-something. Uh, all of the things that are kind of in his scouting report, he did them all in that game. Like, he he was kind of like the pseudo-ball handler without Kennedy Chandler on the floor. So, like that pass that we saw him make from Kennedy Chandler, like he did that. It wasn't like a... It's not like a big assist game. He finished the game with 16 points and one assist. But he just looks smart. You can see all of the athleticism. Uh, he was three for three from three-point shooting, and that's one of his things. Six-six athletic shooter, and he absolutely showed all of that with the rebounding. Uh, he played really good defense. He got a steal. Um, I'm just, I'm just really impressed by Buddy. And then Kendall Brown having the complete game. At the same time, uh, having 14 of his own, got to steal two blocks, five assists with zero t- turnovers. So sneaky passing from the Baylor commit, uh, five rebounds, hit all of his free throws, still can't shoot, uh, shoot threes for real. He missed both of those attempts. But again, five of ten from the field, super, super efficient play. I appreciate it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, did you catch any uh, any other games? Any people in particular you want to talk about? Um, that was the only high school one I just sat and watched. And like I mentioned to you, like I didn't end up watching the Ole Miss game, the Ole Miss and Tennessee game. But Ole Miss won somehow. Like I'm going to pretend it makes sense. Um, but like I watched what, Phoenix, like the Suns and the Pelicans and like, it was kind of a boring game because, like, the Pelicans were in control pretty much the whole way. And, like, I was kind of disappointed. I was hoping for a better game because, like, Zion Williamson was there, was, was in and healthy. And, you know, the Suns have Chris Paul and Devin Booker and, like, their whole crew. So, like, I like I looked at them like, this should be an entertaining game. It was just, like, it was, like, New Orleans was basically in complete control the whole time. It was just kind of like, this was disappointing. Um, what I caught, the I caught um, South Carolina's women against Auburn's women. I I didn't know Auburn's women weren't any good. I I would have watched. <laughs> no, it's just like they had. Like I think there was like they they. I don't think they won a game in conference. Um, I didn't know that going in. I'm like, this ought to be decent. No, it was not. Like, matter of fact, I turned, I tuned in at like halftime, and it's just like, well, that was that was a waste of time, and I just got here. Like, it's just like you know, you turn on, you hope for an entertaining game, but like, you turn and like, one team is already down by like thirty at the half, and it's just. It's just like, why, like, why am I gonna finish watching this? 
it was it, it was lopsided. Like I think the the final score looked a little closer than that, but like it was it, it, it South Carolina ran away with it long before I showed up. Um, and then I caught what Golden State and the Mavericks. Mavericks won. The Mavericks were also kind of in control the whole way, and like Steph put on a show. But I don't know. I like it. Maybe it's just me, and I'm just like you know I like a game that's close. You know, tug and pull and whatever. And it's just like. You put up like, I think he put up. He almost put up like fifty or something. You talking about uh, Steph, Steph. right? Yeah, he, he had fifty three, bro. Yeah, he this game with fifty three. It's like, it, yeah, but it's just like, if if memory serves, and maybe like I just wasn't zone, like zoned in, like I should have been. Like the Mavericks were kind, of, like most of when I turned, like the Mavericks were kind of in control most of the way, um, okay. and. Like, I don't know, it was kind of disappointing. Like, it, you know, good for the Mavs. I, I want to think they currently have a losing record. Uh, do they still have it? Yeah, like, it's like good for y'all, you know, trying to climb your way back in, like, playoff contention or what have you. But, you know, I I like I like closer games. I like games that feel more competitive. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Um, also, apparently... Um, the Nets in Detroit, not the Nets. Um, Detroit and the Knicks are gonna do a trade for. I think they're they're, they're apparently gonna trade. Um, Dennis Smith Jr. and Dennis uh, Smith Jr. and Derrick Rose. That's nice. <laughs> like I'm I'm happy for Derrick Rose. I really am. Like, uh, that's the bright side. He gets to go play under the coach that almost ground his knees to dust the first time. Like, I I hate saying it, but, like, I'm, I'm glad that comes back, and I hope um, they continue to have an amicable relationship because uh, this Knicks team is surprisingly good. And I <clears throat> I can't believe I'm saying this, just based off what I've been saying on this podcast for years, I kind of hope they make the playoffs. Um, like, even if it's, like, an eighth seed, like, if it's an eighth seed and they got to play, like, uh, the 76ers or, if like, somehow the Nets get it and either one of them just go ahead and drum them, like, four to one and be nice, uh, like, that would make me happy. It really would. But, um... It's about time the Knicks do something for the NBA outside of being there. <laughs> they can they can go ahead and act like they want to make the playoffs, actually do it, and then try a little bit. Because I, I have not seen R.J. Barrett play basketball since he's went to Duke. And I would like to see him play basketball again, just to kind of, like, see what is all going on with R.J. Barrett. I mean, if nothing else, they did make it possible for the uh, for the Nets to be good by being so trash that nobody wanted to play with for them. So that would be like what thirty years of undoing stuff for that to like really matter for like our generation, wouldn't it? Like, I mean, I'm like I'm just saying they've been trash. Hmm. They've been trash. Actually, I'm pretty sure. Well, never mind. I feel like we talked about this. They've basically been trash 
Vince Ewing left or retired or whatever. It was just except again, except for those two good years with uh, Mello. Well, really, it was like one and a half. Exactly. But oh, keep talking, bro. I'm about to look up to see um, when Mello made the playoffs with the Knicks. What seed they were? Because I cannot see them as anything higher than like a four seed. Like I, I really I think, can't envision them. I think that first year they did fairly well. I don't know about like that second year was it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, as far also, um, KD got pulled from that last game because of uh, COVID testing stuff. Like somebody was around and like tested positive or something. Um, and so like first they pulled, then they let him play. Then like they came came the positive test came back and they pulled him again. And his streak of most games with ten or more points came to an end, which I think it was like a. I think that this point it was uh it was some insane number of games, basically his entire career. Nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um and uh they of course lost to the seventy sixties. Um let me pull up the recent thing. Yeah, they they lost to 76ers and they lost to the Raptors um, in back to back in a back to back, which you know that had to be fun. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I mean, like it's one. Of, also, they apparently are going to sign a uh, Noah Volhe Volley. Oh, Noah Vonley. Yeah, Vonley. My bad. Wait, who is the net? The Nets? The Nets. Oh, why they get Noah Vonley? I know that's like the one of the only available bigs, but why <laughs> Noah Vonley? Like he don't he don't even do nothing. Do we punch people? At least like go get Bobby Portis. Bobby Portis at least break somebody's jaw. You wanna get this Well, I mean like consider, right? For some reason there's some like of course, there's some contingent of NBA and or net fans or KD fans, what have you, who, like, are apparently hoping that, like, the Cavs buy out players. They have no incentive to, like, buy out or waive or release or, what, or whatever. Um, and, like, because they traded for Harden, they have nothing else. Like, there's nothing else of value there that they would be willing to move. Like, they're not about to move KD. Not about to move Harden. They're probably not about to move Kyrie. And <laughs> like, I don't think anybody wants Jordan for real. And like, even if they did, like, apparently he got like he's kind of just part of the deal of like having KD and Kyrie there. Um, hey, you know whoever the owner of the Nets is is just mad every time he got to sign DeAndre Jordan's check. But you don't even do nothing. I you mean, just tall. yeah, but like, look at it this way: it, keep, it keeps the dudes you actually care about happy. You'll be okay. No, they can be happy without you. I've seen them do it before. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, 
it's, but like if they they're not in a position to make a trade for real, of course they'd have to trade for Portis. Um, like no one's about to buy out like good bigs for no reason, right? Um, so yeah. and of course if you're the rest of the league, you don't want you don't want the Nets to get mediocre defense, like, because then what are you gonna do? Like that's just. You get Bobby Portis. <laughs> Go out there and break some jaws, buddy. Yeah, but like he's but like he's but like you have to wait until until like the fourth quarter for him to do that. So he does something beforehand. I mean technically speaking, he broke that man's jaw in practice. practice. Yeah. So <laughs> if we can just schedule some time <laughs> where you're outside. But the other team's players, we can get that. We can get that worked out, right? You basically just want to, to, to roll up on somebody and start a fight. We got to have an enforcer. It's not going to be Kevin Durant. <laughs> but, like, I mean. The you know, Jordan not doing nothing. You know he's not getting off the bench. Like, but, like, I guess they, they're, they're supposedly about to sign uh, Vonley. Vonley, because, uh. Like you, they need they need big men and they need defense because they basically have neither except for Jordan and he barely counts anymore for one of those. Um, so like they got to do something, and like they're just sitting on like they're just sitting on roster spots and cap space. Well, not cap space, but like except like trade exceptions. Um, but of course. If I'm the rest of the league, you probably don't trade with them just because, like, again, you don't want them getting mediocre defense. But that also assumes they have anything you want to begin with, which, outside of the dudes that they're not about to move anyway, they probably don't, pretty much. Yeah. So, like, if nothing else, he's an upgrade over, like, an empty roster spot, maybe. That's very true. That's very true. Always better than nothing. Um... Speaking of always better than nothing, let's talk about Noah Bonley's stats. Okay. Noah Bonley. I got to start it off by saying this. This is how you know the Nets are in a rough spot. Because this is a guy that Jordan drafted. And this is a forward slash center that Jordan drafted. So you means, that means not much has came of this man's career and that's probably to no fault of his own. He did play with the Charlotte Hornets for at least four seasons. But to get into his stats, his career high, I'm going to be nice and round up. Seven points per game. Okay. He did that with, uh, while he was with Chicago for, let's see, 21 games. I'm impressed. Um, <clears throat> he... <laughs> He has played six seasons in the NBA, and he has played for six teams in the NBA. Because, like, stuff got really rocky after that third year in, um... wait, no, does Portland had him for three years? This is P.O.R. This is P.O.R. That's Portland. When did this man get to Portland? Look, I don't know. I he got drafted, and then like he's one of them dudes who gets drafted, and you never hear about them again. 
Son, they traded that man like the after his rookie year. When did how did I forget this? Because you never you can't forget what you never remember. <clears throat> That's so true. Cause something told me to stop watching his career after he got drafted by the Hornets. Because the Hornets, they don't believe in like making sure their players are good or whatever. Like out of like they don't draft nothing but role players. Except, like, recently, but that doesn't count because it's just LaMelo. Well, hasn't um, Washington been good? I said what I said. It's no offense. He's only only a rookie. I mean, he just got off his rookie year. So, Mm -hmm. at this point, I believe he is a a role player. He's a high-level role player. That's what he showed as a rookie. I don't know if that's a star. Maybe that could turn into a superstar role player, but today that is we're looking at a, a high level role player that is not a star. Yeah, worse things to be. Oh, of course. I'm looking at the page for Noah Vonley right now. That's all I gotta say. So it, it is worse things. It is worse things to be. But Noah Vonley played three seasons with the Portland Trailblazers, and I had literally no idea. No. He's also older than me, so that makes me feel a little bit better about myself. 25 and a millionaire. I trade live. And he's 16. I mean, look at it this way, though. Even with Vinley, it's like, at least you're not Anthony Bennett. I mean, more people would know your name if you're Anthony Bennett. Yeah, but not for reasons you want them to know it. Why do you know no one plays name? I don't know, because I think I remember, like I said, I think I vaguely remember him getting drafted and, like, he was solid in college. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's decent at Indiana. I just I just knew it wasn't going to last because he got drafted by the Hornets. I'm I'm never going to get off Michael Jordan and how bad his, uh, his drafting is. That's... He should be glad LaMelo was in his draft because you know he was going to find a way to mess this up again. <clears throat> what? Okay, I'm probably mixing up phrases and, and statements or whatever, but what's that phrase? Those who can't do teach. And like a problem with like a Jordan is that like you did and you did it at really, really high level. So now you don't have patience for other people who can in general. Unless, you know, you, you punch them in the face after like they don't fold when you get when you yell at them. But that's Another thing entirely. I heard Jordan out here playing these dudes one on one. He need to punch somebody in the face. Just I, I don't it know. Happen, bro. If you get if you get a lawsuit, you a billionaire. You fine. You fine. <laughs> but like, but like, if he's just out here being super impatient about this stuff, because like the thing is, when you're when you're a player, like how like the exact things that, like, the front office does probably, like, not that they don't concern you, but, like, they, like, they, like, it's not your job. It's not what you need to be worrying about. Yeah. And, like, I, like, there's just more patience in a more indirect way. Like, you can't draft a kid and then, like, wonder why he's not putting up 20 a night like you did coming out. Like, most dudes don't do that. Um... But, you know, maybe, maybe one day Jordan will, like, get lucky or, like, let 
the dudes he hires do their job. Um, and like the Hornets, who are really the Bobcats, will <laughs> like not be terrible anymore. They really changed that name. I hope we would forget. No, Bobcats. <clears throat> Like no one forgot, we just we just let it ride after a while. Look, one of the worst franchises, one of the worst logos, and somehow still better jerseys than the Wizards. <laughs> Even I, those those gray awful ones where they just had the orange cat in the bobcat letters, those are better than those those gold uh, hamburger Happy Meal ass jerseys. That the Wizards were wearing in the 2000s. Hold up. Well, hmm. Wait, I might get. Okay, well, I mean, I'll give you that, those particular jerseys. But, like, I, I don't know. I think I'd kind of prefer the current Wizards jerseys to, like, the current Hornet jerseys. Oh, I agree with you there. Okay. I'm just talking about that, those awful golden brown jerseys. In particular, um, I think I got one more thing for us. Uh, right. <clears throat> you remember last episode how I said the Raptors are making me look bad? Mm-hmm. They the six seed now, so they 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 trying to tighten up a little bit. Did you see that um, the thing on Bleacher Report where they're talking about trading Kyle Lowry? Oh, well, I didn't see it on Bleacher Report, but I saw something about it. Like, yeah, they're, they're, they're thinking about trading Lowry. Imagine being the human in the room for the Raptors who's like, we got to get rid of the, our best player in franchise history. Like, and, like, what gets me about it, though, right, is just, it's not even like, because, like, when like Memphis, you know, ended up trading Gasol and like Conley, um, after like long, like really long after like grit and grind era and its true form had kind of like gone away anyway, um, but like I feel like for the like even with that like I feel like part like it's one of the, it was one of them things where it's just kind of like it's probably the best like in the case of like Memphis it's kind of like at this point it's like it's kind of best. In, like it's arguably best for all parties involved from a like careerish standpoint, right? Because cause, like realistically, Conley and Gasol probably weren't about to win, and it's not because like they weren't good enough players, but because like there wasn't the stuff around them and there wasn't the time to build it for real. Um, so like you know you trade Gasol to Toronto and he gets his chip and like has little videos where he's clearly not a sober not sober <laughs> after and. But, you know, um, let, let him enjoy himself. But, like, he got that, like, you trade him to Toronto and, like, he gets his ring. Um, you, you trade Conley to the Jazz because, like, he's got a better chance of getting a ring there, right? And, you know, second year at the Jazz, he's playing really good basketball. Um, and they put themselves in a good position. How they'll do in the playoffs is a whole separate thing. But right now, everything is good. Like, you, you have to figure out an answer for the Lakers, but... They can deal, you cross that bridge when you get there. Um, but, like, with Lowry, it's just like, you, it, it's, just, it's just like, 
he has a ring with y'all. And, like, he's arguably your best player, like, your best, your greatest, I'm not necessarily going to say your best, but your greatest player in franchise history. Right? Um, and, like, like, the, like, if he wants to be there, you can let him, like, he, he's done everything, like, he's probably, like, he's not going to get an MVP, and that's okay, right? He's got, what, a couple of all-star appearances, probably a couple all-NBAs, like, he's good, he can retire, like, he, if he just wants to retire with y'all, you should let him, right? Even if that means um, you got to pay this man for seven more years, he is not DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> Treat him nice. like, Yeah, like, if, if you just, like, long as, in fairness, like, I wouldn't do it if, like, you have to do, like, you pay up, like, they did Kobe at the end of his career. Like, because that just kind of, nah. But otherwise, otherwise, like, you read a reasonable contract, here as long as you want to be here. Shoot, semi-reasonable contract. Here as long as you want to be here. We just need to be able to, like, start stuff up while you're still here. Yeah. Um, But I think it also just kind of illustrates how, how kind of cold, I guess, the business of the NBA is. Whether or not it's always been that way, we can kind of like. I feel like, but I feel like in general, um, until I don't know the last two, six or seven years or so, like you don't question like there there'd be no talk about trading Lowry, like a dude who's who's like Lowry, right? From like you know great like one of the greatest players in franchise history got a ring, you know, got his own, his individual award. Like, nah, if he wants to be there, you let him retire, pretty much. But, like, it, but, like, you know, the, you have, it's like, I guess the whole loyalty thing is a two-way street. It's like, players are less loyal because the, 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 the like, the, the organizations weren't, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like, you, you saw how, like, everyone saw how they did Isaiah Thomas, how, uh, how yeah, how Danny Age and Isaiah Thomas, and it's just like, and like, and like, Hardy's like, Age is a decent, like, he's a good GM, but he's a terrible person. In fairness, like, he's been that way for a long time now. You don't get your jaw broken by like Jewel Jabbar, and like, be cool, like, but, um, but like, it's I don't know. I feel like it's something like it might happen. Like the thing is that the. Of course, the like they're gonna be people who are gonna offer you, like because like he's a good player, he can contribute. So if you, if they're like, hey, they decide we're gonna trade him, like there's a return to be had. But it's just, I, I I don't like like I don't think they should. If for no other reason, like stick by someone who's like, just yeah, if that makes it, like, just like just a little loyalty, like people appreciate that now. People remember. People tell people. Exactly. <clears throat> I got a question for you. Who do you think was more likely to say, maybe we need to go ahead and let Cowrie go? In a younger person who's in the front office or an older person that's in the front office? And I just, I, and I mean that almost not by age, but as like regimes. Right. Like, you, you think it's an older dude or is it is a younger dude? Um... That's yeah, that's a good question. Because, like, some of it would probably depend on the dude in question, right? Because, like, my first instinct was to say, like, younger. 
right? Because like there are a lot of people who are very much into like analytics and like people, you know, close to our age, you know, the whole like remember the whole process thing, which was god awful to sit through. But it was but like it occurs to me like we were really like doing the podcast, like it gave us plenty to talk about. Um but I mean it was a dumpster fire, but it was hmm? that twenty twelve season. Like <sighs> yeah, it was just like it was intentionally terrible basketball. Right. Um, and like, I think actually, the thing about it, some of the whole analytics thing, especially like if you go more extreme with some of that stuff, gets you so like, gets you some of these like results in like almost quasi experimental type situations playing out in real life, like the process and whatever the hell is going on in Brooklyn. Like, because like, I feel like if with, like, if you have somebody who's more, in fairness, like, I think with Brooklyn, part of that was just, like, they, they had no idea what was going on with Kyrie and got scared. Um, and so we're just away their, their future. Uh, but, you know, you know, we don't need the, it's like, the Nets get, you know, two decent years and then garbage for the next decade. It is what it is. Um, it wouldn't be the first time. Exactly. But, uh, but, like, I feel like if you come in with that like super analytics thought process and like every everything is just numbers and there's no and and like you know through str- like whatever you call like the strategy if you're not taking three like all, every shot should be a three or a layup or whatever like you're gonna like that kind of approach will I think result in more cutthroaty colder decisions like it is like contemplating trading Lowry. Um, it's not the only thing that could get you there, but I think it would probably get you there. But also, like when I like when I say it, also depends. Like with an older one, an older person though, it might just be like, um, like again, depending on people. Like you could just get an older, you know, G like GM or front office person who's just, I don't know, just kind of a meaner, more cutthroat human being, and they're like, and they look. And, like, they're, like, realistically, we don't have a shot at a title. As though, like, every team needs a shot at a title every year or, like, they should blow it up, which is something I've seen and is a really weird take to me. Because, like, one, if if it's title or bust every single year, that would lead to some god-awful basketball. Um, but, like... Um, but if, if you take that, you know, t- like some sort of like we're, not, we're clearly not about to compete for a title, we're probably not here in, in like a little while. You know what we should do? We should trade Lowry while he still has some value, you know, because um, I because and it's just like and with that, it's like I get it, but it's also like he got you all this stuff. Like you already did some super cutthroat stuff when you when you traded uh, Demar Derozan. When, yeah, when you traded Derozan, um, and it's like. It got you a ring, cut it kind of close a couple times, but it got you a ring. Um, I mean, you also fired the coach of the year, but you know, but that's none of my business. Um, but it's just like it's, it's just one of like you have. I feel like to to contemplate it with like someone like Lowry in particular, like a Lowry, or like granted LeBron was never fortunate enough to be in this type of situation, but, like, a LeBron, um, like, it takes a certain kind of 
cold, like you need a certain amount of cold, like heartlessness with your stuff. And I don't know, maybe that's just kind of like, like someone who comes in with more of a business background or like pure numbers background or something to be a bit more cutthroat about stuff than you necessarily need to. Um, but like, if you have that coldness there, regardless, really regardless of the age of the person or the generation, like it's going to lead to to conversations like that, because you're gonna get somebody who's just like, who 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 looks at everything in in like a zero sum kind of way. I think that's a good way of putting it. Like all or not, like you like either win or you lose. There's no like middle ground, and they're just like, well, since we're not winning, we're clearly losing. Time to blow it up and start the process, because like that's kind of what you that's kind of what you do when you when you're like we should start the rebuild in order. It's like time to start the process, like time to time to suck for the next three years, and and like I mean it kind of worked out for Philly, kind of, but like they they still don't have rings yet. Like fairness, those players hopefully you know find themselves with a ring here before too before too long, but like they don't currently have a ring, and like. The GM was still pretty good about drafting because, like, you could get number one picks from now until, like, I don't know, and, like, you still have a trash team. Look at the Timberwolves. I so, want to stop looking at the Timberwolves. That is, God, <laughs> that's that's confusing. Like, I know they're being bad on purpose for that top three pick, but everything in me, like, Everything in me knows that that pick is going to Golden State, and we're going to have to watch Golden State be good again. Like, well, they haven't they been pretty decent this year? Like after the initial dumpster fire that was the start of their season. You talking about the Timberwolves? No, 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 no. Golden State. Golden State has the Timberwolves 2021 pick, so they're going to be good this oh, year. But they're also okay. going to get the top three pick. Oh, okay. I don't think people Why realize do they do that. that? What'd you say? Why did they do that? So the pick is top three protected. So I think mm-hmm. I think they knew they were going to be so bad that they're going to be in the running for like a high seed. But mm-hmm. the way that the NBA kind of has the draft lottery situated, mm-hmm. I don't got no faith in them staying top three. You know what I mean? Yeah. And what, what that would give... Golden State, the fourth pick. I'm and I, I'm seeing I'm seeing like G League dudes, and I'm looking at like these mock drafts. If they get the fourth pick, we're going to have to look at them for like another ten years. And I'm they've done enough to me, Calvin. <laughs> you took you took KD, you won titles, and you you changed the game all the way. And on top of that, you don't even dunk that often. Like, at least like, at least be fun. Like you, you got you got Steph, you got Clay, but I also haven't seen them to play for real. Like last season, and then now we get Steph going crazy, and I'm not interested in that for real. Like I like Steph, I really do. He's fun to watch. I just don't like the Warriors enough to. Root for my man's. I I understand something that just random before like I get talk about the Timberwolves a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something that like 
I just thought about like something that'll happen with like art and like probably with like music and whatever was like like in like writing and whatever it's like people will see something happen right they'll see like i don't know like for example the comic watchman which is like a deconstruction of like superheroes and everything and like it's super dark and gritty and whatever and like people like you'll see there'll be creators and people like see it and like oh that's cool but like they won't understand why it was worth doing like they won't understand what made it work so they just like copy it without giving much thought and like then are kind of surprised that like they didn't get the same result and like to some degree i think with like golden state that's some of it because it's kind of like you know they just because like of course the general interpretation which isn't super wrong like they kind of just you know go around and jack threes and it's like they're like especially that it like kind of just go around and jack threes and like they did kind of jack threes but like they they, depending on what year you're picking from, they had two to three of the best shooters of all time. Um, and in spite of, like, putting up a whole bunch of threes, they were one of the, they took more mid-range shots than almost anybody else in the league. So, like, I'm not, not saying that you shouldn't shoot more threes, but the lesson that, like, it, you, you have to, like, that adhering strictly to the analytics is the way to go, I think might not be the best take. Like, um, but also, um, I kind of feel like, I don't know, I'm looking at the Timberwolves death chart right now. Part of me feels like they should be better, but, like, it occurs to me that a lot of these players are fairly young. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that's what it is wholeheartedly in Weirdly, their star players haven't been in a position to win, like outside of um, D'Angelo Russell. Who else on that roster has seen the playoffs? Um, hasn't Ricky Rubio seen the playoffs? Ricky Rubio seen the playoffs. Like, I guess Cat saw the playoffs that one year when Jimmy Butler was there too, but. Like this, they ain't got a lot of playoff experience, and, and they, there's not a lot of winners on that team. Like, there's not a lot of people who've been in like long-term situations where they just have gone far, mm-hmm. or like have many awards. It's like Cat, D'Angelo, and like players who would be role players, right? I mean, yeah, like Anthony Edwards, like he, he should end up being pretty good, but not. not he, I'm talking about today. <laughs> oh, today. Oh, today. Yeah, nah. Yeah. It, it, yeah. Nah, you're going to have to wait on him. I forgot Jared Vanderbilt existed until I looked at this. Everybody but like Texas. Texas Tech fans and people who watch Minnesota games forgot about that man because apparently they don't play him like that. It says he's a starter though. Since when? On ESPN, it says he's he's the starter. Okay. Maybe it's just the Timberwolves being the Timberwolves and being a starter don't really mean nothing. I mean, when it's the Timberwolves, it kind of don't. But you know. Yeah. All right. 
All right, Calvin, if you got something else you want to add, go ahead. But I think we about up out of here, man. I, oh, um, okay, this is something I pulled up. Apparently, the Clippers made it known that Lou Williams and Patrick Beverly are available. Okay. <laughs> I was just trying to figure out what, like, what the package that you would get for them. Like, I don't know if they would deal both of them together. I'm just trying to think of their trade value. Dang. Into mm-hmm. where at that point. Hear me? Okay, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. it was an issue on my end. Okay. okay. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, I was just thinking, like, I don't, I don't know what their their combined value is. It's very nice, but I don't know what their separate value is. Like, these aren't... Like, who do you trade to go up? Because I imagine you want a better guard. You don't want the equivalent or lesser than Patrick Beverly. That doesn't get you a lot. Or Lou Williams, for that matter. You know what? You know what? They should trade for Kyle Lowry. I'm here for it. It's like I'm not on principle, but like I would understand if they. Well, correction. I would be. I'd be against it from a Toronto perspective, but from a just a basketball, like just a basketball sub perspective, it it might like it. It probably work. Like. I don't know about the salaries, though, now that I think about it, but, yeah. like, that that would move them up. <laughs> what is it? Cal Lowry. I can't think of any other, like, starting point guards that, that you can kind of steal for those two guys. Like, because it's, like, the issue you run into with it is that, like, the thing is, there there's a certain level of player that, like, when you start asking for them, people start saying no off rip, especially if like they're already in successful situations. And the problem is like you would need a point you need a, you need a point guard who is both better than you know those two dudes, and in a situation where his team is not already successful and is willing to part with him. For, for example, like, because if you want to be technical, you can make that argument for John Morant. But Memphis is not giving up John Morant. That would be stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, Conley, for example, would be an upgrade, but Conley's already in Utah and winning. Um, and, of course, like, if they ask for Dame, they're, they're going to get laughed at for, like, but like it just be la- like it just be laughing on the other end for thirty minutes, and like oh, okay okay why'd you call for real? So, like so, they're like the the point like the point guards that they would need, unless they're trying to address some other issue, they prob like they're gonna have a hard time getting. I'm gonna tell you all thirty teams starting point guard. You all just right. give me a yes or no if you think they could get. Uh, that point guard with those two players. All right. John Wall. Nah. Markel Fultz. It's not... Wait, how's he doing this year? Markel Fultz actually tore his ACL like a couple weeks ago. 
But healthy Markel was doing pretty darn good. Then I'm going to lean towards no. Okay. Colin Sexton. Oh, definitely not. Not at this point. (laughs) Terry Rozier. You could probably get Terry Rozier. I'm not sure how much of an upgrade he is, though. Okay. And, like, you probably have to throw in draft picks or something to make it where Charlotte's wild. Yeah. Terry Rozier actually looks really good this year, like, surprisingly. I, I guess he's kind of in a position where he can kind of just go score instead of actually be a point guard. Not mm-hmm. bad. Not bad. Um, Kobe White. Chicago Bulls. No, it's like, here's the thing. I know who he plays for. I, I have no idea how he's doing. I haven't seen a game. I don't know who's on the roster for real, other than Zach Levine. Um, like, do they still have marketing? Yes. Okay. All right. So, Kobe White is nice. He His rookie year, he averaged 13. This year, he's averaging 15. What about his assist? Okay. Yeah, they they're they're probably not gonna they'd probably say no. Yeah. Uh Los Angeles Lakers, Dennis Schroeder. No. <laughs> Ricky Rubio. No. Uh Ricky Rubio. Huh. <laughs> I mean they could probably get Rubio, but I don't think I'm I'm not sure he's that big of an upgrade. So definitely not if you're trying to package juice together. DeJounte Murray. I would, I'm going to say no, mostly just because, like, I feel like, one, the Spurs kind of value, like, having people there for extended periods and, like, the, that kind of culture thing. And also because, like, why? He's averaging 14, 7, and 5 this season. Oh, okay. Yeah. Lonzo Ball. Nah. <laughs> just No. <laughs> Derrick Rose. Maybe. Yeah. I think you could do it. I just don't know if you're going up. Like that's kind of the thing. It's like I'm not sure if you're going up. I in fairness, like I'm not sure. Like it doesn't really leave Detroit in a better position either. Or like the Knicks if and when that ever happens. It's Detroit. Ain't no leaving them in a better position. I don't care who you trade. It's Detroit. Oh, no, we're not talking about, like, clearly we're not talking about winning right now. We're talking about, like, well, I mean, I guess, but it's, like, also, like, they'd probably try and trade for Rose straight up. And, like, if you're Detroit, that's kind of, like, if you're trying, like, straight that's, that's a no. Like, I'm, I need draft picks. We're trying to not, like, we're, we, we want to be good again. Okay. I can tell, by the way, that you gave all that money to Jeremy Grant. <laughs> I can tell that you really I said we want to. I didn't say we knew how. <laughs> all right. Next person, Malcolm Brogdon. I thought Drew Holiday was it. Wait, hold on. Who did Brogdon play for? Pacers. Pa- okay, okay, okay. I don't even... How's he doing? He is averaging 21, 4, and 7. Of course not. What? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I already know the answer for this one. You should definitely say, yeah, uh, John Morant. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Okay. 
D'Angelo Russell. Hmm. Can he play defense? No. That's why he plays for Minnesota. <laughs> um. Clippers and I probably don't make that deal. Yeah. Like, you know, you just need to try. All right. Next one, Spencer Dinwiddie. Remember, he has the torn ACL, but we're doing this experiment as if there is no torn ACL. All right. Um, I'm, hmm. Actually... It might be worth considering, because like, if like if you have a con- like for example, I feel like a concern some folks have is just kind of like, who's actually in charge? Like it's like I guess on like a player level and like not even so much who's taking the last shot, but like, like we like and of course you know like Paul George and like Kawhi Leonard are supposed to be the leaders, but Kawhi is super quiet. Nothing wrong with that. Is someone who is quiet myself when like we're not doing this but like it's you'd get like you need somebody like you do need somebody who can who who can both who both have folks respect and like be a vocal leader and unless something changed and like it kind might have because he's apparently playing fairly well paul george is not that guy um but like dinwiddie can be and like he can help you a little offensively i think defensively is eh but like, it, it'll be okay. Like, it, that might actually be even a better spot. Great. De'Aaron Fox. I, nah. It's like, it'd be, pardon me, it's like, it'd be interesting. Like, like, it'd be interesting to see him play with them. But one, he's still a young player with no, like, real postseason experience. Because he's wasted his career, like, in Sacramento. Um, which isn't his fault, right? It was, it's not his fault. It wasn't Cousins' fault. Like, that, like your front office is trash. Yeah. Um, but it's a thing. And, but also, like, why would you trade him? He's good. And he's young. Mm-hmm. All right. Goran Drogic, Miami Heat. If you can do that when you def- you do that when, but, like, the Miami Heat are saying no. Yeah. Kimball Walker. Same basic thing. It's like if you if you were the Clippers and they, and like they let you do that, you do it. But like they the, the like the the Celtics are saying no. All right. Mike Conley Jr. It's like should they? Yes. Would it work? Again, no. I'm talking not not from a would it work from a personnel. I'm talking about like could they actually put no they couldn't pull that off because like the thing is it's like you're getting two guards that are both a fair bit worse than than Conley. It's it's just and like y'all are attempting to be good and like compete for like try like y'all like their ultimate goal is to take down the Lakers if we're yeah. being real right. They and, need like, scoring though. Hmm. They need scoring though. Yeah, but like I feel like they can get more scoring. Without wait, who needs scoring? The Jazz. They always need scoring. I guess, but like they're they're in a good spot right now. 
they they're always in a good spot right now until the playoffs. <laughs> we're like, okay, Donovan Mitchell, I'm sorry that you have to score sixty for your team to win. But answer me this though, right? Because of course I mentioned Conley's been having a good season um, and playing really good basketball. Um, but like, if you're the Jazz though, how would adding how would basically cutting Mike Conley in half help you? <clears throat> Okay, if you can get both. I, I, I say it helps you because Patrick Beverly or um, what's my man's name? I can't even think of my man's name right Lou now. Lou Williams. Lou Williams. Both of them are better than whoever your backup point guard is. Yeah, but one of them has to play your starter. Exactly. And you, which one do you want to go with? Do you want a scoring punch in your uh, starting lineup, or do you want defense? If you want defense, you have um, you have Beverly start. You go play your defense. You go do what you need to do. And when we need a bucket, we'll go get the bucket. It is like, but like the basic thing with that though, if you're the Jazz, right? Mm-hmm. It's just like if I can have a dude starting who who does who does what he does and what he does, all right. He does both that one person more or less, right? Um, again, more or less, and mm-hmm. um, and, and like I can go and get somebody else to 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 back him up. Why would I want to like have that in two separate? Like it's like either you either have an offensive liability or a defensive one at all times. Okay, I I got you there. But I'm going to tell you who Mike Conley's backups are. The guys who are going to play uh, point guard when he's not on the floor. I feel like this is about to be wild, but go ahead. Jordan Clarkson. That's one of them. Mm-hmm. The second one is Donovan Mitchell. Not bad. Not a bad option. Uh, the next one is I'm I'm going to butcher his name. Uh, my only. Oh, him? Uh, oh, my bad. Me, me, A-O, me. me no, 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 I don't know who you're talking about. He played a hill. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't even know how to feel about that one. Like, it sounds like, based on what you're saying, that he probably actually gets some minutes here and there, given the clearly shallow backcourt rotation you just described. All right. He plays seven minutes a game, and he actually has... Yeah, he plays seven minutes a game. So do that with you what you will. And Shaq Harrison play is the other guard. And then they have Trent Forrest on a that man played at shout out to you, Trent Forrest. Trent Forrest played at Florida State while we were going to uh fam. And I was really excited about Trent Forrest. Because he's 6'4", 210 pounds, and has been since coming out of JUCO. And mm-hmm. I don't remember that man playing. I don't. Uh, I, I think he had, like, a good senior year. But the other dude is Trent Forrest. That's four guards that I named. And none of them are better than Patrick Beverly on defense. Uh-huh. And none of them are better than Lou Will on offense. I get that you have to run your issues, but the biggest thing, like, 
Utah is always going to have a solid defense because they got Rudy Gobert. So I am okay with giving those minutes where I need some scoring to mm-hmm. Lou Will, who can't guard anybody. But we also got that seven foot dude who's just going to toss everybody's shot. So. Oh, Azubuki's their third string center. They got Azubuki listed at 6'8. That's disrespectful. Ain't no way that man's 6'8. Wait, hold up. Honestly, ESPN still has him listed at 6'10. So I don't know. What One of these can't be right. And I think it's whatever you're looking at. But he was telling us at Kansas, like, this man is seven foot the entire time. I guess we need to get back to the <laughs> I mean, he might be when he put shoes on. Wow, oh, come on. I don't know why they say anything about height without shoes. I am, I only see players play without shoes when their shoes fall off. But let's get back to it, Trey Young. Um, I can't believe you thought about this. It's, I mean, like, it's, it's, like, it's, my thing is, like, it's, it's, like, I don't know why I have it. Like, it's a, like, it's, like, on the other, like, it's a no from, <laughs> like, from the Hawks. Like, it's, 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 it's an odd, like, we've, we've started getting into those ones where it's just, like, you're getting laughed at for 30 minutes on the phone yeah. when you ask this question. Right. Calvin, you know your answer is supposed to be yes or no, right? <laughs> I'm not bad. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Drew, I've, I've, I've talked. I've gone in more depth than I probably needed for any of this. All right, all right, we'll speed it up, my man. No, you good, bro. Drew Holiday. No. <laughs> Kyle Lowry. No. Ben Simmons. Definitely not. Jamal Murray. N- nah. I can't believe you looked up for a second. I was uh, trying to think. I'm like, wait, is is Murray? A- I thought Murray was a two guard. I think he plays point for Denver, though. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Kyrie. No. Uh, I'm disgusted with your thoughts right now. That's okay. Be disgusted because they don't have any defense right now, and that's one of their major problems. <clears throat> one thing that I have learned about um, the Nets, it is not – an issue of them guarding the perimeter. Because the best perimeter players are going to bust your ass regardless. It doesn't matter. At best, you go have KD or Harden go try to muscle up with them. They need it. They need somebody to protect the paint. That's their biggest issue. Like, bringing in, bringing in a better wing defender will do the same thing that it is doing for Portland right now. Portland got Robert Covington who's supposed to be this great defender. And their defense sucks. Because he he can't stop nobody at the rim. I got to guard their best perimeter defender. I can't do both. Imagine Patrick Beverly trying to slide over <laughs> and defend the rim. Come on, man. Uh, I just, like, they, they need defense. They don't have, in fairness, like, if they were to do this deal, it would be for, like, Patrick Beverly and like draft picks because they currently have no future to speak of, um, and so and like it's and like if nothing else, it'll be a way for them to get a hold of like a big man that's worth something possibly. Um, so you know, if if they were to do it, it'd be like Patrick Beverly and picks or whatever, like it improves your defense and like. Because, like, let's be real. If it's just KD and Harden, you've got enough offense. 
But all right, who's next? I can't believe you. Chris Paul. Nah. Okay. Damian Lillard. Nah. All right, we in the top three. You can give a little bit more information if you want to. All right. Russell Westbrook. Ooh. Um, it's like my first instinct wants to be like, nah, but like understanding he's, he struggled a fair bit this season um, for whatever reason. Um, and like his game is you like is kind of reliant on his athleticism, which like he's getting older, so he's starting to lose some of that. So, um, hmm. Actually, you know what? I think if you're the Clippers, I'm not sure if you do that deal. Just because, like, you be, like because like one of the things like you're gonna want whoever you like go and get you're gonna want consistent performance, and like Westbrook has had some like, some solid games since he's been with the Wizards now last couple, last week or so. Um, he's had a couple decent games. Like, to this point, he's been looking kind of rough. <laughs> and so, like, there's not any, like, there wouldn't be any certainty that he'd actually be an upgrade. So, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Luka Doncic. No. <laughs> no explanation needed. All right. And, um... Some some dude that plays for the Warriors, Steph, I think, Steph Curry. I think you can make that trade. Me too. I think you throw in, you know, two bucks and, like, a peanut butter and jelly sandwich and you got yourself a deal. Make it almond butter. We'll, I'll do it three times. But, like, obviously the answer for real is no. You be it nice. Like... They wouldn't even laugh at you. They they wouldn't even hang up. They just disconnect the line. Yeah, yeah. I I'd find a way to get them caught on temper temporary charges after playing me like that. You want, you want you want to talk to me about what? I got you. Give me a second. Let me let me click over real quick. Adam, Adam Silver. Let me tell you about these hoes. Uh. But yeah, man, I think that is it. Yeah, I think it's a good place to stop. Yeah. So let's go ahead and sign out. Again, I'm your host, Alan Pettigrew. The man standing in front of me is Calvin McGowan. Um, you know, once again, as always, it's you know a pleasure doing this. If you, uh, you know, thank you everybody who stayed through the whole thing. If, uh, you know, of course, can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, if you are like joining us on YouTube, you know hit this like like you know like share subscribe leave something in the comments. Um, actually, what do you, like who would y'all get like if y'all were the Clippers? Like who do you, who do y'all think y'all could move um, Beverly and Williams for that would like improve the team?